Hi, we're the winners of the 2012 Cornwall Teeth Drumming Contest, otherwise known as Step Tax. And this is a podcast that we do weekly, despite the amount of people that might not be around. <laughs> well, there's three of us this week, basically. We'll go around the room. It won't be very long. It'll be fine. Today, I'm joined with Bevan. Hello. And Chris. Hi, I'm here as always. And myself. <laughs> You're joined with yourself. Self. Great. Sem- si- si- semantic. Why am I saying semantic twins? <laughs> fucking antivirus company. I I will now take my claim as the oldest pillar of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, having never t- missed an episode. We, despite not multiple times considering missing an episode. <laughs> we we now have a uh, a winner of the who will last the longest of Chris and Johnny contest. Turns out it was It was Chris. me. I did it. Um you can take a break and skip a week now. Yeah, congratulations Chris. You now are allowed to take a break. <laughs> I can now leave. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. No. no. Hang on. <laughs> Not now. You just needed you needed a sound where you're getting up and just walking away. <laughs> I considered it, but I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for reference, like we're all yeah, we're tired. all a little bit, a little bit, little bit tired, a um, little bit sleepy. However, we have to talk about video games that we've been playing this week, and Ooh. some of us that have only just stopped playing those video games of what about fifteen <laughs> minutes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right, Bevan, we'll start with you because I think we need to give Chris some time. Excellent. I'm gonna meme this one. Ready? <laughs> Okay. Division! Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. So... I had to. I had to. <laughs> yes, I've been playing Division 2. Yeah, not not just Division. Not just been playing my maths online. <laughs> no, not just... No, not Division. Not Long Division or mm-hmm. anything. No, Division 2. I've been playing Division 2 and City Skylines I was playing this morning. So... Yeah, after you posted nice. that video of the... Um... Uh, the the I haven't actually watched that video to be fair, so I don't know the actual context of it or the content of it. Where did I where did I put the that? The, the the video uh, media? I'm guessing I don't know. Uh, yep, yeah, I believe it was media. Uh, the you yeah the, the like massive. I'm guessing it's a cityscape or something. I I know I I don't know. Oh, what creating islands and city skylines? Why is there a giant? Okay, I'm done. I'm like th- three minutes into the video and there's a giant fucking Toblerone. Like, yeah. <laughs> So he doesn't actually make an island. It's, right, um, okay. He just he's so he pretty much him playing City Skylines. This is a RT game, by the way, for anyone who cares. Um. So, yeah, uh, definitely because his City Skylines. He just he shit posts, but like he just he doesn't give a shit about the game. I mean, he does, but it's like he, um, he has fun with the game. He doesn't give a, a shit. Yeah, about he doesn't doing take it too properly. seriously. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't take it seriously at all. He puts like unlimited money on, unlocks everything, and then just goes for it. And it's just, it's hilarious. Some of the scenarios, like there's one that uh, one of him is like he has to, uh, you when you buy a piece of land because you you can expand so far, but someone's created a map where every bit of land is an octagon. Okay. And and he created this task for himself that the roads had to also be octagons. <laughs> it's just a constant amount of like small roundabout kind of like style. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's kind of weird. And then there's another one where um he's made a he's made a city that only has one road, and it just like goes it switches back on itself over and over and over again. Okay. But it's like 
you can't turn around anywhere except the end of the road. <laughs> and then he then he put like a toll booth at the start of it as well. So yeah. anyone who comes in, yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah. Well, that and the, mostly so, mostly division. Division though. two, um, which we have all picked up. I mean, literally all of us at this point, aside from yeah. Johnny, who isn't I... here. Christopher, you were saying? Yeah, I I've been playing Division. Uh, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. I five out at seven. first I was playing it on mouse and keyboard, and um, uh, I don't know, I've I wasn't really liking it, so I've since started playing with controller. Um, I mean, I'm well aware that I'm not going to be quite as accurate every time I've come across a melee guy. If they've gotten too close, that's it. I'm dead. But Otherwise, it's a much more relaxed experience, and I'm quite having quite a bit of fun with it. Yeah, it's been um, it's it is like it is one of those games, and I feel like so far, it's the best version of a so-called shooter. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you know, compared to Anthem releasing, and compared to Destiny Two, and everything like that, that it feels like it's the most complete, um, like as a base game. To me, anyway, yeah. You have also picked something else up, Chris. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> me, so the resident Dark Souls man. Of course, I've been playing Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, and let me tell you, I have died more than twice. <laughs> <laughs> are you in a, fact, um, are you a fact, shadow of your former the... self? During the um, pre-show while we were pre- prepping for this, I'm pretty sure I died about 16 times. Wow. Against the same enemy. Uh, wow. Um, Sekiro yeah. is a phenomenal game. Yeah, um, art style, gameplay, it's all fantastic. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I... It's the, uh, the term I have seen used. And this is so dumb. It's the Dark Souls of Dark Souls games. <laughs> Chris, uh, I think I actually used. That. I might have, I might have memed that the other day. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's immensely challenging, and it is satisfying when you succeed. Man. But man, when do you? You know, it, it doesn't make the me... frustration worth it. Compared That's... compared to the Dark Souls, I'm used. I'm used to. Um. And I always say that Dark Souls is challenging but fair. You know, if if you make a mistake, it's usually your fault. If you, yeah, if you make a sta- mistake, the game will punish you for it normally by death. Yeah. Um. Not always. Sometimes it will give you a chance to recover. Uh, Sekiro is kind of like that, but much faster paced. Okay, so you you got to be quick on your feet, kind of thing, but also yeah, be like mindful of what you're doing. Yeah, like there, there are dangerous enemies in Dark Souls, of course, but in Sekiro, uh, one particular example. Uh, earlier on, I was fighting a mini boss who um, had one of those cool um, samurai style swords in the sheath, like swing it out and, and back in in the blink of an eye. Looks really flashy. Uh, from a gameplay perspective, uh, I had four frames to react to the indication that he was doing that move to parrying it or two-thirds of my health was gone. Now, thankfully, so, there's a checkpoint right outside that boss, but I think my average uh, attempt lasted about 16 seconds. 
from bonfire, it's not bonfire, whatever, from bonfire to death. Yeah, that's not it's like fun. Spawn outside the room, run into the room, try and get to the um to the distance from the guy so that he uses that move. Oh, I didn't time it right. Okay. Oh, I didn't time it right again. I'm dead. All right. That sounds like to me, or for me, I should say, very much a throw my controller at the screen game. It's it's been one of those where I I'm yeah you know, I I don't get I get vocally mad at games, but normally only when I'm already right. on a on a. Normally, on, if I'm already on a voice comms, I'll get vocally angry with it. But if I'm on my own, I won't, typically. With Sekiro, I do. <laughs> I've been swearing all afternoon. I've... I've almost Feels broken a controller. Fighter. Ooh. Yeah. Squeezing I... too hard? Well, you know how it is, you know. It's the, the 16th death against the same, not even boss enemy... And you're just squeezing the controller, hoping it doesn't snap in half, but you kind of want it to. Yeah. You kind of want it to snap in half, and then you realize what you've done like a second afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Sekiro is immensely challenging. Rewarding when you succeed. I'm not succeeding very much right now. I think I just passed... Well, I don't know how far into the game I am. I've killed, a, I think, three bosses rather than just mini bosses okay. um well, i'll probably keep playing it but how, how i'm not many gonna hours like are you it in? how many hours what a yeah. fantastic question um <laughs> i'm gonna say Sorry. about 10 okay all right so from what i've heard it's anywhere between 20 hours and 50 hours depending oh, on how hat- 50 hours <laughs> Depend, yeah, depending on how like quick you feel like you can get through, you know, depending on how. Sorry to use the term, but how good you are at the game. Yeah, um, like you know, if you feel like you know, if people can rush through it, apparently the the shortest length is twenty hours. I mean, in a couple of years, that will be cut down to ten hours through a speed run or some shit. I, but we know that. I can't imagine how difficult it would be to do one of those no hit runs. <laughs> Especially when that the video you linked from uh, from Strippin as well that was <laughs> so that's actually dodgeable. I I kind of spoiled myself. I saw that video before reaching that part of the game. Yeah. So I knew that guy was coming, and as long as you've not got the several other guys behind you trying to attack, that yeah, guy is cool. actually avoidable. It's just the way it flew from the kite. Just it. Like because of the framing of it, it just looked like it came completely out of nowhere. It's weird. It just smacked into him for a game that t- uh, that touts stealth mechanics. Mm. Sekiro really has a habit of one making you like grind against enemies to collect money and to get experience points to uh, to level up, but also it has a habit of just saying, "Oh, here's seven enemies all in the same area. Oh, you want to kill them?" Good luck. Yeah, it, it like I again, I love there the is, look of it. There are some real else. questionable design choices. Choices. Yeah, I, I like the look of it and everything else, but hearing someone who happily plays through a lot of the Dark Souls series 
and hearing you get frustrated with it really kind of puts me off I mean, for at least a little a, while. It's a new experience. I'm sure if you know Dark Souls Forward just come out, I'm sure I'd be I'd be getting just as mad as that as well. Mm. But I guess it's because you're still learning as well. You're still learning yeah, the systems and, and, the, and the, the tech and stuff like that. Yeah. This, you know, despite being made by the same developer, this is very, a very different game yeah. from Dark Souls. And yeah. frankly, all these deaths are making me just want to go back to play Dark Souls. But I, I'm, <laughs> ki- I'm kind of burnt out on it right now. Gluttony for punishment, that's for I'm sure. I'm kind of burnt out on Dark Souls right now. Definitely I'm... didn't see that coming. Well, no. Look. Let, let me explain. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> All right, hang you on. Go ahead. So, <laughs> I commit. I committed myself to only playing Dark Souls one for the time being, because I don't want to go and play two and three, where they have different timings for rolling and like um parry, and when when you um when you parry an attack, I don't want to go and lose my muscle memory by going into the other Dark Souls games and then come back into Dark Souls one and be bad. Because Johnny relies on me very much. To be not <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah, fair enough. Although that, could, that which, could teach Johnny a lesson. Well, yeah, it's true. Speaking of which, Johnny and I need to schedule our next stream. Yes, you do. We are just about to enter Sen's Fortress, which is better known as Sen's Funhouse. <laughs> not so fun, though, huh? Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean... I mean, to you, yes. <laughs> I'll have a blast taking him through it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he may not. Yeah, so yes. tends tends to be how that game goes at the minute. The <laughs> yeah, things uh, I've watched. Anyway, I believe that's enough about myself and from software. Elliot, what have you been playing? Uh, the Division Two. Oh, cool! <laughs> As um, well. Yeah. Funny that the Divi- <laughs> Yeah, genuinely, we have all picked up the Division Two, jumped in, and it is really good. It's just really satisfying. Like I know that the, the the some of the enemies take quite a few hits and stuff like that, but like running around, shooting them, and like chucking out my drone and just having the drone go yeah, like, go fuck him up. Okay, go fuck yeah. him up instead. Oh, that guy. The action in- scenes are non-stop. Yeah, I mean like- when. Obviously, there's a break between them, but yeah. when you're in the action scenes, it's constant, mm. which is great. Yeah, there's no like, um, there's no like, uh, not awkward. A, there's, yeah, there's no like between awkward waves. disconnect between like, okay, now move to this next area, and there's just nothing. Yeah, to move to that next area, you have to go through like a you know, couple of waves of enemies. Oh, cool! Now you've defeated those. Go around the corner and take off this, take over this area. Cool. Defeat all the enemies. Cool. Type on the laptop to I don't know hack the planet. Um, you know, and then defend the laptop for twenty minutes or whatever. Then as boring as that sounds, it's not at all. You know, it's a terrible fucking description because. <laughs> yeah, you're not really selling it. No, I know. <laughs> But the gameplay sells it far more than I could ever describe it properly. I think on a technical level as well, what they've managed to do with the way the game looks, like, I can't get over the lighting engine in that game. It's so well done. But also, mm. I've seen it uh, I've seen it on lower-end graphics cards, on like oh, yeah. 1070s, and apparently it's really nice on there as well. Yeah, by the sounds of things, they've well optimised for like any graphic setting you want to use it's just but yeah sure it's fine it'll work yeah have you had a thunderstorm yet no still not just just wait until you have a thunderstorm if you like the lighting engine it's, yeah i'm it's sure it's cool. gonna be amazing because it's yeah. it's not just like um 
you know you're seeing the rain and everything and it's not necessarily the thunder and lightning it's it's the all the condensation and the steam and the volumetric fog that comes with it mm mm-hmm. It like don't get me wrong, don't go running into enemies with it because it fucking like <laughs> your visibility goes to shit. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But the way the game looks is incredible. Yeah, um, that'd be a also, perfect time to go to the theater and yeah, 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 and and just hang outside and just look and like okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a really nice moment when you have a thunderstorm and you're walking around and you can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, also been playing Overwatch. Huge patch released on Tuesday. Oh yeah. Um, so. New hero release, Baptiste. How um, is uh, Baptiste? The uh, the Haitian. Uh, uh, I don't. I didn't say who. I said how. No, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, he um he's good. He feels a little under. This is just me because I want a new tank and I want a new main tank and I want I want my tank version of Brigitte. So when Brigitte released, I was super excited, really happy. Because uh, it made me enjoy the support class all over again, and I want that for tanks. But he is very nice to play. He's just not my kind of guy. Like he's not my type. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know he uh, he's very good. My worry is a lot of people are going to play him as a DPS, like they do with Moira, because <laughs> so his um, primary his primary fire in inverted commas. Um, so his left click is actually a three bound three round burst gun hit scan bullets okay neat but his secondary so-called fire is basically if you imagine tiny anna piss jars oh it's being, a grenade launcher yeah yeah it's a grenade launcher but it's it that they don't bounce or anything they just explode on impact regardless of where it is okay um but that's on his secondary fire i for me i've swapped those two over just to make sure i don't fall into that habit um but you can tell that that's the kind of mapping that will turn a lot of people... Well, his, why is his three-bound burst on his fucking primary fire if he's not meant to be played as a DPS? But the um, for me, that patch was more to do with all the hero changes. New hero is cool and everything, but my god, did they change a lot of stuff. Okay, do tell. Like they, they, uh, I mean, it, we could spend about half an hour going through the patch notes. <laughs> Shit, you <laughs> Give us not. the highlights. The highlights are the idea that this is, if you care enough, this is going to kill what's called goats. Oh, that thing that you spoke about the other week, and I thought it sounded dumb. Yes, it is dumb. Three, uh, so it's three support, three tanks. Um, the idea is that you know you are essentially this big ball of death and hate and horribleness that you just steamroll over the uh, the enemy. But basically, the way this patch is looking is the idea is that it just wants to be able to deal with that because that's, if you've watched the Overwatch League, that's all they've been playing is 3-3 mirror comps with the same heroes. How so Zaya, exciting. Zaya, Reinhardt, uh, who's the third tank a lot of the time? It's sometimes Wrecking Ball, sometimes a couple of others. Then it's Moira, Lucio, and sometimes Brigitte. And every so often, one of those uh, healers will be changed to a Sombra. Um, depending on the map and stuff like that. But they just want to kill that outright, and this patch may very well do it because they're going to be playing on it on stage two. Um, So, which also means that most likely Biptiste will be in stage two as well. So the really interesting thing about him is he has a little, uh, one of his abilities is an immortality field. 
Um, so anyone who stands in that obviously can't be killed. That's not one. That's not his ultimate. That is one of his abilities. But it can also be destroyed. It's very very low health, like the same as Tracer, I think, or if not lower. Huh. Um, so it's it's cool. But like as soon as it goes, um, the hilarious thing is, is people have started grouping up inside it. Obviously, it's then gone down, and everyone's gone. Ha! Fuck you. You're dead. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But there's a lot of different updates um, within like this that have that are very much quite clearly intended to boost all the other, all these other heroes so they can deal with goats. There's a ton. Like, honestly, I've never seen... I think this is probably their biggest balance change patch to date. And the game's now been out for nearly three years. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a game that I want to pick up that I haven't played that you lot might be interested in hearing about and Go on. heard about. It's called Baba Is You. What? <laughs> You're going to have um, to elaborate. Uh, yeah, I, I figured I might have to. Um, so it's a puzzle game, and it's kind of like... Uh, it's almost like extremely basic programming, but you are moving a, a character around. So Baba Is You and other things have the same sort of term over the top of them but you can move those words around to make things other things, if that makes sense. So you are Bubba, Bubba is you. You can and say flag is win, and you've got to touch the flag, and then you win, you complete the, le- you complete the puzzle, you complete the level, right? Okay. But let's say uh, wall is stop, so you can't go past the wall, but you can push those words off of the wall. So you can push the word uh, wall is stop. So, so you... you you have the word is stop underneath wall, if that makes sense. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, and it says wall is stop. If you move is stop away from the wall, you can just walk through the wall. Does that make of more sense? Of course you can. Yeah. So it's it's things like that. It's like, oh, flag is win, but if you can't get to the flag, but you can move the words, you can turn something else into win. So, you, you know... If there, You've got to think they, outside the box for this one, then. Literally. To an extent, yeah, like it's uh, it's really, really cool looking, and it's on the I Switch. Know, man. As I'm well. having too, I'm having too much trouble figuring out four frame parry time <laughs> to be worrying about puzzles where might, you can walk might through be just walls. A little bit, little bit more calm. But yeah, basically, you have. I, hang on, I, I might find you a screenshot because I'm not explaining it very well. It's very hard to explain. I think no, I think you've represented it well. I can kind of get what you um, what it would be like so and i can immediately of, tell you it's not for me so each word of the sentence <laughs> is mo- well aside from is is movable so i found one that says wall is baba is yeah. you yeah so it's, it's so like, the wall does that mean that you are then the wall yeah yes and then you can but then also move all around and thought. there are lots there are lots of babas yeah so it's 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 it like it looks really baba cool baba is wall it's and then really you have to find well a way done. to yeah, you have to find a way to move the flag to make it say flag is win. Sorry, yeah. move the flag word to make it say flag yeah, is win. Is win and right. then yes. walk into the flag. And there's there's one that's got like I think it was like uh, three or four crabs on the level, and you had to make babbit is crab and crab is win, and then you have to like move the f- yeah just <laughs> so much weird like very clever outside the box thinking. And I think I'm going to pick it up. I think I'm going to pick it up on Switch because by the sounds of things, it's the, the kind of thing that you can do a level and put it down 
and come back to it kind of thing. Yeah, it's sounds very, good for like, Switch. Like a commute game and, and Switch and be it being portable and stuff like that. But it's also one of those games where like you're sitting there have no clue how to figure it out and you're going to go oh that's it I give up you know I'm going to go and then all of a sudden you'll work it out and then move yeah, on. Yeah you'll come just... back to it and go oh yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah that's really fucking obvious now I'm an idiot kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah I think that's all I think I'm not going to go try and even go through that fucking Overwatch balance patch because honest to god it's it's genuinely genuinely huge um like I think they've changed about half the heroes nice yeah. okay well we'll link to that in the sources section yeah on the website, it's, it's so. worth reading but it's just too much to go through <laughs> yeah but yeah so we also have a couple of news topics we'd like to talk about do as we usual. yeah do we three uh, yeah technically Oh, okay. Three. Cool. I thought we only had two, but okay. Three. Uh, Lead the way because I have not contributed at all. No, Yay. that's okay. Um, I think the big one, and we'll get it out of the way first, um, is the Google Stadia stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, Google yeah. uh, Stevia. Sorry. Take it away, Google Shill. I am the Google Shill. So I basically, well Go ahead. it is it is exactly what we thought it was going to be. It is mm-hmm. cloud. It's a it's a gaming. The platform is uh, Google Cloud essentially. And you can jump in and out on many different devices. You don't use the graphics chip on any device. You use the graphics chip from the cloud. It's encoded. So it's, it's just cloud streaming. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's exactly. not using it's it's we don't the only thing we don't know at the minute is how you buy the games, whether it's a subscription service or whether you're buying individual titles. Yeah. We haven't said anything about that yet. I thought about that actually. Um on the bus home the other day and I think I'd actually prefer it not to be a subscription service. Yeah, I think I'd prefer to own the games as well. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm sure we would all prefer to own the games, but I don't think that's how this the service will work. No no, I, I don't think that's how the service will work in terms of own, terms of ownership, but I'd rather pi- purchase a license to play a single game than a subscription. I get uh, for for a set of games. So I I saw something saying that um that Stadia could apparently use up to twenty gigabytes of data per hour. So uh, it depends because it goes up yeah. to four K sixty yeah, frames so a second. It all depends on your calculations of the bit rate and everything else. To be honest, like they yeah. won't be able to hundred percent pin that down until people have actually like seen what it's doing. That is the issue with this, though. In yeah. countries where you don't have unlimited allowance on your bandwidth, which is, um, yeah, yeah. I hope that, you enjoyed that... playing that twelve seconds of uh, <laughs> Division Two and not using the just, internet for the rest just, of the month. Yeah, just securitized twice. Just oh well, I've yeah, you would have just about enough time to die twice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, I. I think in most places it's not going to be a massive issue. It would be if you're playing it on mobile on your phone, though. On yeah. mobile on your phone. You know what I mean? On mobile data on your phone. Yeah. Not Wi-Fi. Yeah. I know that a lot of the US actually has data caps now. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And then like you've got places like Australia with just shit internet. But I imagine that Google will try and push Google Fiber with Stadia as a sort of a, oh, you get three months of Stadia. 
with yeah. your Google Fiber subscription. Fiber. They're going to have to really pick that up because they've kind of been very quiet recently about that. I think this is the reason. I think, think they've, they've been holding off because they need to, you know, to sort have that. more of a yeah. Yeah, it gives them something to help sell it. I mean, yeah. that, that would make sense, wouldn't it? There's, there's, I, I think it's great, and I think it's a, an incredible like idea, and it's, it's that paradigm shift. Like, it's very much could be this big change which leads to several other companies following suit but i think the biggest issue is it's that whole it's it, there's something very dark about it there's something very dystopia about it as well i agree all, all of these keys to just google and it's just like here play games anywhere but we own all your games we can cut this off at any time blah 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 it's very yeah. but then i feel like i i you know i'd probably feel the same way if steam did it i'd feel the same way if amazon did it they're all very yeah. large dystopian companies and it's just a bit there's a, there's a bit in the back of your head that's kind of going do i want this because this really what i want yeah like, see, i must admit I, I wasn't particularly enthused by the announcement i didn't watch it live like you guys but from what I, what i read of the announcement afterwards i thought eh. I, I mean, again, I'm not. I'm not crazy fine, about whatever. the service itself. Right. I, I like in terms of. I don't want to get it. I right. think it's a really good idea, and the only reason I'd ever consider getting it is to play games on my Chromebook, because yeah. that is a piece of crap. And if I can stream video on it, which I can, then I could play a game on but it. And to be fair, you know, thinking about it now, you can actually do that right now. You could install your. Does your Chromebook uh, support st- uh, Android apps? Yeah. Yeah, but stupid slow. Okay, I was going to suggest that. Well, it's I mean, only got if, two gig of RAM in that thing. I was going to so. say if you get if you get a new one, then um, your Steam Link is now on the Android oh, app store. Oh yeah, of course it is. And in theory, that now supports um, through the beta now supports uh, external streaming, so you could use that. Huh. Yeah, However, that's true. The thing that really impressed me actually was the controller. Oh so yeah, I, the I controller, do like what they've done with that. I think it's super impressive because the controller connects directly to whatever your Stadia session is running on. It doesn't connect to your device, so it connects. So it has o- its own Wi-Fi chip. Yeah, inside. so it uses Wi-Fi to directly talk to the the Stadia set, like the 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 cloud computer i guess is what you'd call it yeah which is mm. super impressive and a very very clever idea to take out that little bit of step of input lag don't get me wrong there's still going to be input lag and that's the biggest thing for a lot of other people for a lot of people on this like you're not going to want to play a fighting game on this well, they did some comparisons on it and i mean uh let's have a look let me just get this up on uh so these were early tests and this this was on a a 200 megabit connection, but apparently the latency with Stadia was 166 milliseconds. But that's and that's not input lag. That's milliseconds between yeah. your computer and the session. I'm talking input lag. How long it takes for you to move a stick on the controller and for the action to be taken on screen. Oh, okay, fine. You can promise, like, people aren't going to want to play fighting games on it until, until, like, you know, obviously years and years down the future, where this is either the norm. Oh or no, it's this a is input part. lag. Okay, if it's input lag, that's fine. Yeah, so I 166 mean, milliseconds, and then on yeah, that's, PC, that's a whole lot. Uh, yeah, I know, and, and then in comparison, PC 60 frames per second was 79, uh, but Xbox One X was 145. 
versus Stadia's 166. 66, yeah. But yeah, it's it's very... um. There's a reason fighting game players like playing on certain peripherals and stuff like that. Yeah. That's that's the other thing, is that, you know, if you can't... The, the good thing is, is they are allowing you to use, like, you know, your standard USB controllers, but obviously by the sounds of things, they have to be wired. Um... No, they said. Uh, oh, actually. no! They said we're allowing you to use all of your normal USB controllers, which says to me the reason they have to have it be wired in via USB is so that again it can talk directly. How would that work for someone like me who's got the Xbox 360 wireless um, adapter for PC though? That's the thing is I don't know if it would. I don't. I don't know because technically that's we'd have to USB. find. Technically, yes, but we'd have to work. Like to be honest, we'd just have to get into one of the tests and see what happens. Yeah. But the way they were talking was that, oh, well, you can use all your normal USB peripherals, and I was like, I'm sure on. wireless or Bluetooth peripherals will be considered. Yeah, I'm pretty sure too. it would be silly yeah. for them not to be in some oh, it form would be. or another. Yeah. I was just very surprised they specified USB. Or they could have just said normal controls. I mean, um, if it comes, if it, if we can get it for a month. I mean, if it is a monthly subscription, I'll happily get it for a month to try it. Yeah, and see just what out happens. of curiosity, not like I—I I don't think I can ever switch from Steam. So, I also think that like, um, I—I I feel like we're very much not the target audience. This is the other thing. I—I I would actually call the target audience someone like my my very first IT manager who has bought both the Xbox One, the PS4, and hasn't really enjoyed many of the games coming out on it. And Interesting. Like, doesn't doesn't really necessarily want or need the consoles. So I kind of feel like if it was going to be a subscription service and, you know, it would offer latest releases, you know, maybe a week after release or something like that, they, they may have to be careful with how they're doing it. I, I'd be interested to see. Um, but I, I, you know, as a, as a person oh, I know, he hasn't you know um enjoyed many of the triple a releases coming out recently you know after he's bought them at full price and stuff like that i feel like he he, someone like him is kind of the target audience someone who doesn't really know what they want but they know they want to play games yeah give them the freedom to try a load of different things and different games and just jump in and out without having to spend you know 50 quid a pop on a game yeah like 45 to 50 quid. But I I think with this announcement as well, as of uh, whenever Microsoft is announcing all their bits and bobs with xCloud and stuff, like announcing more details about it soon, like they must have been going crazy. Because this is exactly what xCloud is meant to be as well. Is like, here, you subscribe to Game Pass and xCloud and now you can play Xbox games anywhere. Like, this is literally the same thing. And Google have sort of gotten out just in front of them to show it all off. And I think the weird part is, for me, is that Google is heavily known for their cloud infrastructure. Yeah. Whereas Microsoft have a huge amount of it, but it's not as well known. I think it's going to be interesting based on release dates as well. Yeah. Like, when... Because... They said Stadia is definitely coming this year. Yeah. Um, but they haven't given any solid timeline apart from this year. Yeah. And the same with xCloud, as far as I remember. I wasn't even sure, not even sure if they said this year. 
Um, but we'll see. I think I think again, it's it's incredibly clever and amazing and everything. But there's just something very dark and dystopian about it as well. Yeah. And and I will say one thing. I think I enjoyed the presentation, but that's only because it was a standard Google presentation. But they were very much in the wrong place for that kind of presentation. <laughs> it was very much them presenting it as Google rather than they needed to remember where they were. They were in a room full of like game developers, not in a room full of tech journalists. Yeah, because it was it was very much this like it just felt exactly as a go- like a Google I/O for me. Yeah, they and were for aiming me, at developers. Yeah, and for me that was fine. Like I've got no problem with that, with you know the hardware announcement kind of style, but it, completely wrong crowd and wrong thing. <laughs> I I very much enjoyed though the fact that we're very honest about. We know we're not a gaming company, you know, we know we're not the normal people, but, um, you know, and they didn't try it up until they brought Matt Pat out, whatever his name was, and holy know. crap did that feel forced. <laughs> the YouTuber that came out, I think his name was Matt Pat, and fair enough, the guy that does game theory, apparently. Oh, um, okay, yeah. But he's, Johnny it's just, it, it was just his voice for it was very much like I'm a sales pitch. I mean that that's just kind of Matt Pat to a T. <laughs> yeah, but that was kind of my thought. But that's like, just a theory. Yeah, like a theory on a, a video I haven't watched. It was that just like up and down like marketing spiel. Yeah. Um, Paid to be there though, so Yeah, which you know, fair enough. Can't, you know, Guy wants a paycheck. Get him. Let him get his paycheck. Fuck it. Um, right. You were saying something earlier about how you couldn't move on from Steam. I think that's the same for most people. Ah, but Epic's fucking out there buying up all the bloody games. Yes, <sighs> of course. Uh, and another one has bitten the dust. Uh, at least for a year. Um. The Outer Worlds, which is Obsidian's uh, latest RPG, very much heavy Fallout uh, 3 slash uh, New Vegas influence quite clearly um, when you watch all the trailers and whatnot. Uh, obviously set in space. And Epic have gone and fucking chucked a load of money at them and now it's going to be exclusive to the Epic Store for a year. Which I'm done. not fond of this idea, but I suppose it does push... Um... You know, competition pushes Steam to make sure the service is good, not just theirs is the only service. The problem I have with this is Epic Store, the the Epic launcher just isn't up to par, though. Agreed. It still doesn't have forums. People are still going to to Steam forums when they're getting a free game on Epic Launcher that's having bugs or errors, and they're going to the Steam forums for it because there's no official forums on the epic game store for them to use i genuinely wouldn't mind as much like with all this if epic's security if if the store was up to par with steam it wouldn't be as bad yeah oh my word the amount of requests i get through for my fucking 2fa code yeah on my email (laughs) yeah exactly kids have got to get your fortnite account bevan Uh, (laughs) i believe it's probably russian kids or Whoever, I wouldn't surprise me. I've had a Russian steal my Ubisoft account. So. Exactly, but in, you know yeah. about this whole exclusivity thing, though, spe- specifically with the Outer Worlds, 
something that really interests me is there's a post on their Twitter from February 25th. It's a little GIF. It's like a little teaser GIF. And at the end, it says at the bottom, PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. Yeah. So this, this... I, I, I also understand that they were updating the um, something within the Steam page for The Outer Worlds like half an hour before it was kicked off onto a- yeah. the Epic Games launcher. You can very uh-huh. much tell that this is a publisher decision over a developer decision. And that's the other thing that really pisses me off because this is exactly what happened with Metro. Um, so Metro uh, did happen exactly the same thing. It was like two weeks before launch as well. Um, oh, don't, don't forget um, Division 2 was a... Yeah, the, uh, an Epic Store, ex- well, not exclusive. Well, no, you play, like, yeah, you you play and Epic Store. So, oh, was it on Epic Store as well? So, basically, from yeah, from what I heard, um, midway through, like, I guess the marketing cycle or whatever for the Division Two, or sorry, no, to be fair, this was before, at least with the Division Two, this was before pre-orders had been put up, um. You know, they announced eventually that third-party sellers would no longer be able to sell keys for the Division Two, um, and pretty much everyone speculated. And obviously, it's not been confirmed, but everyone pretty much speculated because after that, it would only be on the Epic Store and the UPlay Store. Of course, buying on the Epic Store would still launch through UPlay and everything else. But so there, there, yeah, there's no reason to just not buy it straight from UPlay. UPlay. If anything, it was, fan- Ubisoft. it was a fantastic marketing decision to get people to use Uplay. Yeah, but the idea that then no third-party key sellers would be able to sell you a Uplay key, that stinks of Epic. Yeah. Mm. They, are, really, they are trying really very hard. Me. I, I understand that um, Epic are only taking 12% of revenue or something. but It's very low. It's a lot lower than Steam. Yeah, I think Steam's doing 30% or something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I think it's 30 and then if you sell over a certain amount it gets lowered to 20. Oh yeah, like that. that yeah, something like that. It's got a tiered kind of. Yeah. And tiered, I think they're revisiting that to make it easier for indie developers as well. Yeah. But what's really confusing me is Discord only takes 10% and no one's putting their games on there. <laughs> Cuz no one I I think the problem is is that no one thinks of it as a game launcher still. I know, Discord but it's is still huge. That- Oh yeah, the amount of, of users they have, and it's dedicated to freaking gamers. Like, why would you not put your game on that? Yeah, that's to be fair. You are correct, but again, it's and I I think the other thing is is Discord doesn't have the money to go out and grab ex- like big exclusives either. Oh no, I'm not saying exclusives. I'm oh well, I guess I'm that's saying how in I'm general. Around. Yeah, like, yeah. Why aren't these indie developers just being like, oh hey, how can I how can I do this? I mean, for all we know, it is going on there. To be fair, I've I don't think I've ever checked the discord store itself to be honest i do from time to time but not very often but yeah i'm I'm just for me it's the idea that this game was being advertised on steam up for you know add to your wish list on steam everything else on steam and then you know at this point it kind of feels like the developers probably found out the same way the general public did yeah you know, this idea that oh you know the publishers just gone around and gone Oh yeah, Epic chucked a bunch of money at us, and now it's only going to be on there for a year. And it's just kind of like, fine, I'll just wait a year. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not. That's 
crap business practice to have it all on Steam, updating the page up until like a day before this deal like was made public. And now it's just not going to be on there for a year. It's just like, no, I'm not supporting that. I don't see the I don't see the point. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's frustrating, but whatever. Like the Steam page has now been updated to available in 2020. And it's just like, cool, I'll wait for that because number one, it's an Obsidian game that might be full of fucking bugs on release. You know, it's it's that kind of game that you'll probably find a lot of jank at initially and it will have a load of fan patches or whatever. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be just time... like Fallout 76. By the time, well, not. No, I don't think it's gonna be. It's not gonna be that much of a mess. Mm. It's not. It's not Bethesda, Chris. That's something to remember. It's not Bethesda. Well, I I hear that Anthem's having its fair share of problems. Yep, freaking PS4s and stuff. Is no, really? I meant. I meant that the scaling on the weapons means that. Oh uh, yeah. The the level, level one assault one. rifle you start with at the very start of the game is the most powerful weapon in the game. What? Yeah, yep. they fucked that up real bad. So the way they, they initiated, I think, Chris, you might know a little bit more, but from what I gather, the, the way this, the multiplayer scaling worked was that if you were playing alongside anyone, the initial assault rifle was the most powerful. If you were playing solo, it didn't really matter. Um, but it was if you were playing multiplayer, like co-op with people, the, the scaling on the weapons wouldn't work properly, so the initial assault rifle was just scaled up massively. Um, um, in in addition to that, I understand that um, each um, so normally in a, in a game where they're scaling um, scaling your item level up, or whatever you know, you'd you'd expect. All right, they'll take an average of the items you're wearing, the the uh, armor you have equipped, and use that to generate your score. So let's say um, there are five pieces of armor. Uh, including your weapon. Uh, let's say, I don't know, your, your weapon's 75. Uh, and you're not wearing any armor. So 75 divided by 5 makes, I don't know, a score of... Someone math for me, please. Uh, <laughs> low. Yeah, a score yeah. of like, what, 14? Not, ma- not much. Um, yeah. What Anthem does is it just balances everything based on your highest level piece of gear. What? What? So with yeah. with this assault rifle, basically it's because it because its scaling is set basically to the highest scaling in the game. If you just take off all your other armor, then. Uh, you're, you will effectively be doing more damage if you join an endgame player's world. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's that... a reason, like, none of us picked that up. <laughs> like, we all took one look, and it, Tom even played the, um, even played the beta, and he just went, oh, this is going to be fucking awful, I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. And, yep. I'm I mean, very it, glad none of it looks. Up. Oh, it looks cool. great. And apparently, the flying flying stuff is incredible, but the rest of it is just hot garbage. A shame. Absolute mess. Apparently, like the fact that look, the fact that it's bricking PS4s to the point where people are having to like, from what I understand, Bioware have have 
like this may only be one or two, but they've had to refund people and buy them new PS4s essentially. Wow. Because from what, like uh, one of the giant bomb guys actually had this happen to him and it didn't kill his PS4, but he had this happen several times. So if you shut off a PS4 and you like pull it, say you pull the power plug out, you don't shut it down properly. When you next start it up, it'll it'll have to go through like it'll check its database. It'll check it. You know, it's like if you uh, shut down your PC without shutting it down properly, you hold down the power button. Eventually, it'll need to check the hard drive. It's the same yeah. kind of thing. Um, you know, it'll check the database, check all your data is intact and stuff like that. And it's been locking PS4s up to the point where people have had to pull the power plugs out. And eventually, obviously, that causes that to happen. And eventually, it can actually just lose. Um, it can end up with you can end up with lost data. What the hell? Yeah, the fact that it just. <sighs> I understand that kind of thing could be missed in, uh, you know, in in play testing or quality assurance, because that's a difficult thing to predict. Yeah, difficult, diff- uh, difficult to recreate. But Jesus Christ, like. That's a that is to me a game breaking bug. Yeah, it's more than game breaking. It's console breaking. Console breaking. Mm-hmm, Platform yeah. breaking. It's that's horrible. Mm. Yeah, poor yeah. Bioware. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a shame as well. Like it's not like this is their own fault as well. From what I understand, like a lot of Bioware's issues are their own doing. Like you hear from most developers now that EA's fairly hands off. Um, in terms of like what they want in the game, um, and from what I understand, most of this is just Bioware's own doing, which just they're they're just digging into such a deep hole at this point, and it's yeah. such a shame. That sucks. So I mean, none of the people are there anymore. That's the difference: is that people complain like, "Oh, why aren't they making games like the Knights of the Old Republic and the original Mass Effect?" It's because those same developers and the, the writers and everything else—they're not there anymore. There are other places. Yeah. They're with other companies doing other great things. You know, they're just a shell of who they used to be. It's a name at this point, and unfortunately, nothing else. Unfortunately. Um, anyway, there was something else that we. Uh, that happened during the week was a nice little uh, Nintendo uh, Indies Direct or a Nindies Direct or Showcase or whatever you want to call it. I didn't watch this, not, so uh, please they tell. Seem, they seem to not be able to make uh, their mind up of what they want to call it. <laughs> um, so the big one on this list was Cuphead. Cuphead is coming to Nintendo Switch in on April the 18th. Um, this is the start of the Microsoft stuff. This is the first... Microsoft uh, helped, I guess, is the right word, because I don't think they technically published it. Um, yeah, Cuphead is coming to Switch. Nice. Um, uh, I think it's great. I think it's a perfect little Switch game. It's fucking difficult. Um, it's very hard, but this is definitely the start of that Microsoft stuff. Ah, it's the Sekiro of platformers. Uh yes, basically. <laughs> um Cuphead is the game that a journalist was berated because he couldn't complete the tutorial level. Hmm. Um, Amazing. So yeah. Uh but yeah, no, Cuphead got announced for it on April eighteenth. That's being released again. It's the start of the the uh the, the Microsoft stuff on there. There's a bunch more um games that got announced. My friend Pedro, um that got shown off last year at E three. That's a devolved digital joint. It's very 
odd looking. It's like a um, side-scrolling shoot 'em up where you're playing as a guy who does like Matrix-style moves to move through the level and Matrix-style moves to kill people and escape orders in there and stuff like that. And apparently there's a banana in some way comes into it because the uh, tagline is blood, bullets, and bananas. Yeah, something about yeah. a sentient banana or something. Yeah, something like that. There's one really cool looking game called Katana Zero, which I noticed. Um, looks incredible. Um, 16-bit like uh, retro style, etc., etc., but like... Oh, that has kind so, of a synthwave vibe to the yeah. thing. The um, the the gameplay of it as well looks incredible and apparently there's a gameplay loop where you'll go and complete a level or do what you need to do and then you have to sit through a therapist session what afterwards which is kind of funny to me that's interesting um, yeah so a little bit of an interesting gameplay loop it looks like it might be kind of tough but looks really really cool um there was one called rad that turned up uh yeah this is double fine's new joint um, so Double Fine uh, did uh, Psychonauts jeez uh, I know they've done more than that uh, I think they did Brutal Legend um, you know a bunch of other other games that are mostly crit- critically acclaimed it's a very again very heavy like 80s uh, synthwave aesthetic but set in like a post apocalyptic world yeah isometric stuff uh, Vlambeer is releasing a couple of their games, so Nuclear Throne, and uh, I don't know if you you guys remember Super Crate Box from a few years ago? I don't. Super Crate Box was a small indie game way back when, and it's basically a, there was tons of clones of it. Um, it's, uh, it's on that link that I've posted, but it's essentially four or five platforms in a little arena, and loads of little guys and big guys coming to attack you, and you drop, uh, as the name suggests, crates drop and you open them and you get different guns and it's like a wave-based survival thing. So kind of like Enter the Gungeon then? Kind of, but not roguelike. It's... it's right. uh, it's I don't think it's run-based either. It's it's essentially you go through a set of levels. Um, okay. Stranger Things 3, the game. Huh. I'm kind of interested uh, in this. It launches on the same day as the actual series comes out. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Um, they did something for series two, if I remember correctly. Same looking. Uh, they style did no. I think it was stuff. series one, but they did it as promotion for series two. Right. Okay. I think. Um. But yeah, I remember I was playing some of that as well because that that I think uh I think I got that on my phone. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was only a mobile release. Yeah, but then um, it was obviously Stranger Things is one of Netflix's most successful franchises, so yeah, they are going to cash in on that wherever they can. Yeah, as much as they can. Yeah, just shove it on everything <laughs> at this point. Yep. Um, looks and finally... Yeah, the thing that you were interested yeah, in. Yeah, saving best Cadence to last. Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, featuring Legend of Zelda. Yay, it's a Zelda game. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> I mean, it's official. This is the interesting part to me is that Nintendo are lending out their one of their IPs to an indie developer. Ubisoft is one thing, but an indie developer? That's pretty great. Good on like, them. Yeah, I, it, I it's reckon cool you go stuff. back five years. I reckon you go back five years and they would have never done it. Um, Chris, why did this look so neat to you? Uh, because I like Enter the Gungeon and I like Legend of Zelda. 
So, you know, two of my favorite things together. Have you... Wait. Do you mean oh, Crypt of the Necrodancer or do you mean Enter the Gungeon? Crypt of the Necrodancer. I specifically said that. Oh, uh, you definitely didn't, but okay. What did I say? Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon. Right now? Yeah, you, like, well, yeah. Before like when that. I asked you why did you find it so neat, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, yes, so what I, what <laughs> I meant was... Uh, Crypt, Crypt of the Necrodancer, I like. Zelda, I also big like. So, so two things I like together. together. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad someone enjoys that because I tried. I think I tried playing the original. To me, the gameplay loop gets a little bit hard. Chris, do you want to explain how it works to Bevan? Uh, so, uh, I'm trying to think how best to explain it. So it, it works like a kind of um, almost Zelda style 2D adventure game. Um. Or kind of like a roguelike. Um, yeah, it's 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 a top-down adventure game, but it's it's run-based basically. Yeah, uh, but all of your actions and the actions of the enemies on the screen are to the beat of the music. Oh, that's amazing! That's great. Uh, and yeah. in in the, the original Crypt of the Necrodancer, you have several different characters who will uh, react differently to the beat. What's well, different different parts of the song or something? Yeah, so some some characters yeah. will. Um, it's been a while. I'm trying to remember how it worked. So imagine you had them split into like, uh, I'm gonna use the term tracks, but it's not tracks. Um, yeah, it is kind of hard to explain actually. <laughs> different layers, different elements of the song. I, yeah, I guess different elements of the song is the best way to describe mm-hmm. it, but it's still done on the beat. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. So it's it's very clever. For me, it got kind of old very quick because I kind of just wanted to get on with things. If that I can sense. see I can see your point. I feel like any game can kind of get stale once you get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like it was it was it got old quick for me. But I enjoyed Necrodancer for what it was worth, and yeah. I'll probably play this one. Honestly, mostly. I'm really excited to hear what what these remixed Zelda tracks are going to be like. Yeah, the the one in the trailer sounded incredible. Yep. Um. So yeah, I think that's going to be my favorite part of it. I'm probably not going to pick it up. I'll just hope they put the soundtrack up somewhere. <laughs> oh, it'll it'll be around somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I might persuade Magda that. to get it. <laughs> she might. She might like that. But uh, yeah, I, I I think that was uh that was most of our news. I've got. Uh, We've got a little bit of time. I got a question to ask you three. Oh, three. All right. Apparently, I'm asking it myself. Yep. Um. <laughs> so I've stolen this from another podcast that I listen to because we don't have enough listeners yet to ask ask us questions. <laughs> um. If you could have any cartoon character's hair, who who would you pick, and I guess why? Are we are we that starved for content? I don't think we're starved of content. I just don't think. I think I want to have some fun. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bevan. Uh. Come back to me. <laughs> cartoon Fine. character. Yes. Yes. Okay. Has to be cartoon character. Fine. Goku. And adaptations don't count. Goku. Why Goku? Uh, cause it's all spiky and shit, and it changes colors. <laughs> Based on your power level. Yeah. 
Professor the angry, Farnsworth. The angry you are. Wait, so no hair? Yes. <laughs> just, you're just going to have this bald, pointy head from now on. Though. No, it would 100% be uh, Johnny Bravo. I mm, See, I feel like nice. that takes too much... Uh, like you never see his morning routine, right? I think you do once. He like uses a comb and just combs it back, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. It's yeah. Done. I don't know. His, his his. I feel like his morning routine would be like spend three hours on the hair, and the rest of it is like half an hour. No, he just looks good all the time. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the Bravo body, but I would have the Bravo hair. I don't think anyone wants the Bravo body. Is a fucking triangle. That's that's what a man looks like. He's just trying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just getting called out here Bev, live Bev, on now. Bevan, look, I know you're colorblind. I didn't think it was that, but, you know, shape blind. Contrast blind. Contrast blind. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's the same contrast. Contrast. <laughs> just dark. Um, I think I quite like, uh, on the future armor thing, actually, Fry's hair. Yeah. yeah. I, I think... See, I, I, think you, about- I think you two are going too realistic. <laughs> You just need to pick something outlandish. Okay, hang on. Uh, not, not technically not a cartoon character, but a close second would be Midna because that shit's a hair. <laughs> or Bayonetta, then. Uh, sorry, that hair is a hand. <laughs> I've I've made a goof with my words again. Yeah, no, Bayonetta, then I guess, because then weapons. She is hair. <laughs> yeah, she is all hair, and you can make punch people with it, and nice, and shoot people with it, and. Yep. All right. Yeah, Bayonetta right, is the logical conclusion to this. Lo- lo- yeah. Logical. Stupid question. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I think we'll cut it here because I think this is just going to be a short one. There's not a lot of news to talk about. We're all a bit tired. Slow news week. Yeah. Slow I mean, I think there was week. plenty to talk about, but with plenty only three of us, about. we just kind of went through it quickly. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Maybe we do need Johnny on more often. Because <laughs> well, now that you without, have the crown, without Johnny, most... I'm not able to. Keep this podcast going. Yeah. Wow. Just uh, don't bounce off the rest of us. We need to give you two just uh, like it's just you two for one special episode. Yeah. Wait, we're on episode nine now. It could be next week. Yeah, I was gonna say for the tenth episode. episode. Ten, tenth episode. Yeah. You could just have an episode inter- special. I mean, it's two people. Other. It's gonna be an hour and a half of weird flirting. I hope you're ready for that. I'm perfectly fine with that. I will listen yeah, to that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's exactly what we need, don't you? <laughs> All right, I'll I'll have my people talk to his people. All right, great. So you'll message him. You, you, yeah, <laughs> you are the people. Yes. Both of your people. You'll just DM matter. him, it'll be fine. <laughs> okay, this has been uh, the ninth episode. Yes. Of um of Stepcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm sorry it's so short. I'm not really. We're not done yet. What? What? Well, of course we're not. And now for something. I mean, if uh, if any of our listeners wanted to, oh, us to see what we do, do yeah, I elsewise, think I, where would they plugs. go? I thought Elliot was. I thought Elliot yeah, was, I was leading, leading up into to it that. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, social channels. Where can you find your? Fuck it. When I am on. Terra Four. There you go. On Twitch, T E R R A Four, and on Twitter, I am Bevan Nine Three. B E V A N nine three, same handle on Instagram. Chris, you can find me streaming pretty much just Dark Souls <laughs> on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash Graylander. 
Chris, if you start streaming Sekiro, can you put a... Um, I will never stream Sekiro. Can, when you start streaming Sekiro... I will never a, stream Sekiro. When you start streaming Sekiro, I will Sekiro, never stream put Sekiro. a camera on your controller? Just put a camera pointed to your controller. No. <laughs> just, I... I'm just going to see this contortion of the... Uh, okay, and you can find me at Twitch on uh, twitch.tv forward slash Barker is on fire and on Twitter where I don't do anything but retweet competitions um, at uh, uh, Elliot nice. W. Barker. <laughs> I think that'll do us. And yeah. don't forget, you can find all the information and more about Step Tax at the website. Yes. www.steptax.win. <laughs> yes, for. Yeah, that yeah. one. And, then and you can join our sense. Discord server by going to www.steptex.win slash Discord. Yeah. You can also find out about <laughs> www.steptex.win. Thanks for doing that one because that's yes. the one I always mess up. We also up. have .gg, <laughs> which I still haven't redirected properly because we, you know, we still have the esports team to start. Apparently. There are many domains. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Oof. It's been good. We'll see you next week. I forgot that we Could had Could we GG. not do that? Boy. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. It's been something. See you later, nerds. Bye.